Hi, and welcome to PostBurnout.com interviews. PostBurnout.com is a culture website dedicated to venerating burnt-out artists the world over. My name is Aaron Kavanagh, and I'm the website's founder and editor-in-chief. This is our website's podcast, where we interview people from various artistic disciplines. These episodes are sometimes full-length interviews from our site's articles, and other times exclusives. If you're a returning listener, thanks for coming back. And if you're new here, thanks for checking us out. We hope you'll like it and stick around with us. In this edition of PostBurnout.com interviews, we speak with Reese Davies, Kevin Kennedy, Lennon Mitchell, Mark Maloney, Neil O'Flanagan and Sam Shepard of the Dublin-based pop-punk hip-hop fusion Sauce Gang Collective. They discuss their formation, their latest single Nintendo 08, their upcoming sophomore album Mustard Melodies, their live shows, writing music about modern day Ireland and more. Also what you're about to hear is about 10 minutes in from where I started recording um, as we're waiting for more people to join and stuff so... Yeah, uh, just for context, we've been talking for about 10 minutes at the beginning of this. Yeah, I suppose we can start now, Aaron, if you want. Yeah, grand. (laughs) It's nice to meet you all, uh, by the way. Um, Yeah, I want to talk a little bit about, uh, I guess, like, um, beginning, like, uh, as as a project. Uh, My understanding is that, like, it was uh, Lenny and Reese's, like, uh, uh, project to begin with, and then kind of, like, everyone else kind of got added in after the fact. Is that correct, or...? Um, yeah, that's yeah, yeah. That you take that. Okay, yeah. Now Reese was just coming over during COVID, and uh, we're just making music together. Really, we never thought of it as like a project for like a while, because mm-hmm. like also I live I live with Neil as well during COVID, so Neil was also there making making like bass lines and <laughs> knowing what the keys are. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> um. And then yeah, just whenever people could come over, they would like everyone would be chipping in. So we just decided wanna be wanna make it under one name, you know. That's that's more more what we're thinking. Did you just all know yeah, we like... uh, then? Or did you just kind of meet uh, no. because of the project? No, no, no I was the last tag on, so you guys go ahead and get to me. <laughs> Sorry if it talked over there. <laughs> what you say, Sam? What? Oh, I said I was the last tag on. So, like, I suppose it was after COVID. First album had been released. And Lenny and Neil were at... Uh, Lenny was seeing me and Neil at another gig that we were playing in a band. And after that, sort of, um, went by the wayside. <laughs> Lenny said, can you come play some drums for me? And they're all electronic drums, but had a had a bit of crack learning them and changing the sound of the band entirely. <laughs> yeah, big really? time, absolutely. But otherwise, yeah. it was just you guys during COVID, really, was it? And putting well, bars back COVID. Me, me, Lenny, and Mark went to school together when we were younger, and then Lenny and Mark know each other like way longer. And then I met Neil just briefly before South Gang, uh, kicked off, and that was true, Lenny. I'd say that's kind of how we all know each other. And then yeah. I know. Reese from school. Yes. Reese is a football. What about me? As you can imagine, we found Reese on the side of the street one day. I did did say Reese's name, by the way, at the start. (laughs) I'm just saying that. So can you stop gaslighting me? Only like two seconds into this interview. (laughs) Sound. Mark, um, go ahead. Mark was saying something. I was just saying, I know. How'd you meet me, Mark? I met Reese from school. I've said like three times now. Sorry, Mark, where'd you meet me? <laughs> all right, okay. All right. <laughs> Aaron, please ask another question. Yeah, yeah, we'll move on. We'll move on. I'm starting to wake up now. I'm starting to wake up. <laughs> well, what were you all uh, like kind of like uh, into, I guess? Like, what were you all like in uh, other projects? Or um, for some of you, was this like your first uh, project? Or, or what was uh, sort of that? I think like me, uh, uh, so me and Sam were kind of in a band before Sauce like before lockdown, before all that kind of stuff. We were we were doing a bit of gigging, um, and Sam has done a lot of a lot of gigging. In fairness, Sam's probably the most been in a few bands. Sam and Mark are like the trained musical performers. The rest of us are kind of blow-ins. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> they're the ones who performed. Well, you were all in a band together, and you did all that kind of stuff. Yeah, true. Yeah, me, um, Mark and Kevin were all in a band before when we were in a secondary school as well. 
But this band, let's talk about this band. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> what are the influences? <laughs> influences, you know, um, hip hop, obviously. Um, no, for your old band. What? Your old band. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> yeah, we're not talking about this band anymore, you know? Fuck this band. <laughs> let's go way, way back. No, um, talk about any band you want. <laughs> oh, oh, Sam, do that. <laughs> Oasis at class. Never heard them. What you, Kev? Right. Um, this was my first project. Anyway, other than other than the one that we did when we were sixteen. Um, the old one, didn't you, Flower? I did. Aaron knows pretty well with them. Um, Dog Day Afternoon. Yeah. Yeah. All right, peace. R.I.P. Indeed. <laughs> the dog got put down. <laughs> yeah, the dog uh, got put down. The dog afternoon in the farm. We <laughs> <laughs> went to go live on the farm. Yeah. Uh. We was at Balson um, Sauce Gang with like uh, your other project, Sue. And like, because like so many of you guys, like, I mean, like, uh, how's like kind of like uh, arranging everyone? How's that like mm-hmm. uh, come about? Terrible. <laughs> it's definitely okay, needs well, most. Uh, uh, like it's a needs must sort of scenario before gigs we can get two two three practices out a week and everyone's able to make themselves available but that low period like i'm in college kev you're working full-time reese working yeah arts teacher like the lads the lads are all doing something the whole time um neil yeah. works now and um, before before neil worked late so we were practicing a little bit more often but i think the bar work is pretty pretty killer in that regard yeah um, i've ruined the band you're the worst. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, but no, like in like since we gotten this new album on the undergo, we kind of got that recorded, gigged a couple of times, and it's been fairly chill. But when when we need to practice, I think the important thing is we're always in Glass Nevin. Yeah, and that's it. it. Happen. Yeah, um, it's like when push comes to shove, we can we can do it, you know. But. But yeah, like that's an hour and a half journey for me as well. Push it, push so there's commitment, be real. Um, and the lads came down one, I live down near Bray. And I think Kev, you said is the furthest south of the Liffey you'd ever been besides the Aviva. Yeah. <laughs> the furthest I'm allowed south of the Liffey. And so they, they made their trek for an hour and a half out for band practice. Like, lads, this, this is great. We should do this every time. I haven't seen them since. Like, oh, <laughs> yeah, that was a good one. Fucking over so, the old. So wide open fields for the first time, you know. But like we all do sort of donkeys for the first time in in Glasnevin in Pirate Studios. Uh, when needs more, like as Reese said, when push comes to shove, it's pretty easy to get us all all out there. Yeah, well, obviously, like the music when you listen to it, I mean, it's like so kind of like uh, I know there's like so many like different uh, elements and different parts to it. Like you know, like um, how tight do you kind of have to get those when you're when you're practicing, or is there kind of a uh, room for improv? Oh, there's a lot of there's a lot of room uh, I think for improv I think what's what's quite beneficial about it and not even like just in a stylistic way there's a lot of opportunities for people to like drop in and drop out so like even if you're playing live and you, you mess up a line you can kind of just cheekily stop playing and the audience is yeah. like ooh this is a different <laughs> section you know what I mean yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. something that's happening so dynamically um, I, yeah like but I, I find Maybe it's just me because I do a lot of the lead lines. Yeah, we, we let Neil. Yeah, uh, we let Neil improvise. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I kind of we I, write music and then for Neil, we're like, we don't know what to tell Neil to do. So Neil, just here you go, deal with that. You know, I <laughs> winger. To be fair, like God forbid anyone else was allowed to do that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think it'd be. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like in terms of like, uh, what we'd like to talk about our sound and that. I definitely think punk is shoved in there purely because our live gigs, things just go like people are hitting yeah. frets and hitting rims left, right and center, not yeah, hitting yeah. skin. Like I, we just let that in set into the genre because punk's thinking of fucking shit about what they were playing on stage. And that that's kind of a nice part of Kevin Kennedy's gone. Um, yeah, that's a nice part of it for sure. I'm just thank God, lads. Now we can be honest. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I think we, I think we, sh- we shove kind of punk in there because we're not actually great. But it's like <laughs> copium to say that. Oh, you know, we're not very good, so we're punk. <laughs> yeah, I can relate. <laughs> yeah, um, definitely. The, the bum notes are fun. 
Yeah, for sure. On the drums and, and that. <laughs> yeah. Love a good bomb, you know? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Loving that with a good bomb. Talking about like um, you know, with so many like members, like you know, um, what do you find that uh, each person kind of brought to to like the sound in terms of, like influences or whatever, um, or do you, do you find like um, I don't know, like kind of your influences kind of get subsided in terms of like what you're actually trying to achieve with the the music itself? I think there's a really nice balance between influences. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, I when I like at the very beginning. Kind of, you know, I knew Mark, Lenny, Kev all had a big interest in like hip hop. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Reese was over on the like kind of pop punk side of things. Whereas I I, I was like very classic rock, 70s dad rock, you know, yeah. <laughs> or like jazz or classical music. And you kind of expect, <laughs> oh, well, that like that stuff's not going to, that's going to take a back seat and everything else is going to be in the forefront. And like, it definitely sounds like that, but uh, no matter how much Reese does try to edit it out, I do get pretty jazzy at, <laughs> at, at the best of times when we record, and like I try to bring in a lot of that. And I feel like everyone's definitely given space to like have yeah. a where they bring in more of their like. There's even in the live shows, there's a song where, uh, uh what you got to say where I where they let me do a blues piano solo. The song's yeah. not a blues song, you know, in any kind of real sense, but just for a little bit, I get to go like, diddle, 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 and like, there is a nice kind of ebb and flow within the band of people being given the space to be like, okay, that's your thing. Do your thing if you want to do your thing, you know? Yeah. Mm. Yeah, everybody shout for their piece, like. yeah, everybody's got, like, we all kind of quite similar in terms of music, uh, ostensibly, just because we can all get down to Gwen Stefani. And, <laughs> yeah. like, aside from that, like, Reese and I and Mark be sort of heavily into the like pop punk sort of things and and um I'd cross over with Mark and sort of more indie rock, Kevy and some of the more pop things um, mm-hmm. and some serious fucking like everybody there's a massive spider web all around. Like the most... Yeah, there's overlap, but there's also, you know, everybody has their independence kind of like this is my thing and someone might kind of share that with you. But it's not like we all share it, it's like we all kind of connect each other then. For sure. Um yeah. Yeah, was. It kind of comes to the production side of um of your music. I mean, I I think there's like a bit of a uh, a kind of like a focus on like uh hip hop element, but like I, I don't know for for your perspective. I mean, do you find that there is uh just as much emphasis put on the kind of um uh the kind of rock live band sound as much as there is to hip hop, or how do you f- uh, find that balance is from like I guess a production standpoint? Um, from production, I think. Realistically, from the first album, because we didn't really have, like, Sam wasn't really there at the time, um, I think it definitely was a bit more uh, aligned towards, like, having a hip-hop sound with, like, electronic drums and stuff like that. Yep. But um, obviously then, once we brought Sam in and that we were showing Sam drums, and he was like, okay, yeah, no, I, I mean, I can play that. It's, it's really easy. Um. I, I, I think trying to balance the whole hip hop and kind of like live drums and stuff like that. Uh, I think Sam honestly balances it really well where he can kind of get that sort of sound, but make it his own in a way. So it's kind of it like with the first album, it was hip hop because we didn't have a drummer. So it was kind of like electronic sounding. Whereas at least with our new album now, I think we're incorporating Sam's, sound because he's become part of our sound now live um it's probably a lot less hip-hop sounding but he's still kind of doing the same kind of vibe but it's it's real drums now and he um he's kind of doing all those fun sort of sounds I'm going to chime in there as well. Thank you, Reese, for those kind, kind Beautiful, words. Man. That was um, You're a bitch. You're a bitch, you're thing you've I hate seen. you. Um, <laughs> I think the best thing to think about there is, like, if you listen to uh, On Bangers and Brown Sauce, uh, to not do it all again, pictures of you. Pictures of you yeah. is that sort of nice, there's a little crap beat behind it. And yeah. I, I came in and, like, by the third week of, what was it, this time two years ago? Now, yeah, yeah, yeah. Be about that. um, 
I came in and I remember the lads being fairly like, what is he doing? Because we played this song five times and we've never played it so fast and hard. And you hear our live pictures of you now. We go fucking awful very hard. Yeah. It's, yeah. Um, and it's totally different to We're the side of the spectrum. Like, the, the album. first album definitely would have sounded way different and in a, in a much better way. If <laughs> yeah. Sam was, if Sam was I know, but it's a beautiful thing because you guys fucking nailed that album as well. It's why I got involved. It's like, Fucking bangs and brown sauce, full of them, full of the bangers and the brown sauce. But even even with that as well, I was trying to like um with the album and how we perform it live. Uh, we all had to add a lot of extra parts in general. Yeah. Because uh, on the actual album, I only have I'm only on three of the songs, but we've added about I'd say that we do about six songs from the album, do we? Seven. About that. Yeah. About yeah. That. Yeah. So yeah, I had to write like verses and put them in, and then. People do listen to the songs and like just just pieces missing from uh yeah <laughs> from this. We didn't, yeah, yeah, we just we didn't we honestly I don't think we really had a, a, an end goal in mind when we were making the first album. We no. kind of just obviously we were making the songs and like we were like fuck it we'll we'll make an album, but then we we're like oh crap we're we're gonna play this live, you know. Mm. So obviously you have to change some stuff around, but um yeah yeah. Actually, I think we're yeah, talking think... like, sir, go, go Yeah, I was just going to say, kind of chiming in what the lads were saying there. I think, especially with the album that we have, that we're going to be releasing this year, I think we all kind of took the conscious effort to kind of replicate the energy that we get from the live shows. That's to try to yeah. have that as a record. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because I think we would get um, people kind of saying to us after, especially in terms of bangers and prints, all saying like, you sound so completely live than you would like on an album. Yeah. You know, and I think, I suppose with the next album that we have coming out, I think it's going to be a more consistent uh, Sauce Gang sound. Experience. Like the first album was very much us, I suppose, finding our feet. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then this one, I feel like it's going to be like a, I suppose, proper statement. And that's kind of how the music's evolved as well. Like from playing live, we kind of know a bit more about what works and what doesn't work. Yeah. Yeah. Also, kind of like, I guess, kind of uh, getting used to each other, uh, playing together in your own styles. I mean, does that have an impact too in terms of how the new songs are written? Big time. Um, yeah. I like, we've done a bit of jamming, like, not because there was, I don't think, I definitely wasn't a part of any of the jamming for Bangs and Brown Sauce. Um, and I don't know how much of that there was. It feels like you guys just sort of recorded something. That was what you were using and you put it all together and just beauty came out of it. The That's exactly what it was. Yeah, yeah. 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 shouting upstairs like, Neil, Neil, you any But then jamming in, in Pirate and spending like an hour on a practice, we'd come up with sort of like five riffs you know, and we yeah. play each of the five riffs differently week to week and see which one stuck. Yeah. Um, yeah. And like different drum beats, different bass lines, uh, key, keys, Neil, you'd go fucking ham on finding the right synth for the, like, and I think that's great. Like, I'm as Mark was saying, created a much more fun and dynamic album for um, the next one. Yeah. Mutard Melodies. Um, before we talk about the new album, I just want to say on uh, on bangers and brown sauce for a minute. Um, yeah, I mean, like, uh, so it, I think we were talking earlier. So, like, uh, you guys uh, recorded the album before you did a live show. Is that correct? Yeah. Yeah. We, yeah. We recorded the album before we were a band. Yeah. <laughs> Basically, yeah. Realistically, yeah. 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 How did you guys record it during the lockdown? Sorry. What's that? What is that? I was just saying, how how did you guys um get it done during the lockdown? Well, there was breaking a lot the of law. Uh, okay, no, well, let's not let's not say breaking the law. We we we, we, were, we were legally economic. The Lewis is free. Um, <laughs> <laughs> the from East Wall to yeah, yeah. It's about five kilometers. Let's face it, you know. We were we were lucky enough in the fact that me and Lenny were like renting a place, um, and like it was a like we were looking like it was a house, so like Lenny had a massive room. We could like have a studio in there and stuff. And it wasn't like the kind of mass spreader event that it could have been. Um, it was like you know we were all we we're all fairly 
chilled out and like during lockdown no one was really up to anything so it so... technically became a social bubble yeah, yeah. well yeah it, 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 like, you know? it became like a thing of we're like oh well, we see each other like multiple times every week now like i was pretty much living part-time in your graph yeah at yeah, the time yeah. like I, I was there most weekends because i was living a bit out of the way but uh yeah, yeah and that's right. as as you were saying there as well got the album done before they did the live shows Mm-hmm. Lenny didn't want to be playing drums or electronic drums on stage. Yeah, um, you know, I was just coming out of another band, so that's I was I was in again a need for the band to to be able to play live, and then I came in and just <laughs> fucking Dave Grohl the entire affair, and no more mumble rap. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, you can't mumble rap over live drums. It's not. Difficult to hear. Kev's in the blind. All right. Well, like, yeah, and Lenny, Lenny's changed that up fucking incredibly as well. And we're having so much fun with, with Lenny's sound. Um, that's that's the next one. I don't know where the fuck he is, but. Oh, I hear the toilet flushing. He's. Angus and Brown sauce. Oh, God. Uh, there he is. Sorry. Um, okay. <laughs> I hear you. Just in time for me to ask you about the new uh, uh, record, then. So, the first song off it is uh, Nintendo Away. And uh, yeah, I was wondering, like, uh, why'd you go for this song as the lead single? Will I take that one? Yeah. Yeah. Go on. Yeah. yeah. Go on, yeah. So, so uh, yeah, you were all talking about making music the whole time. We just sit in the corner and wait. Till they're finished, and I know, right now, um, yeah, no, we kind of were like we had the vast majority of the songs that we were doing on the album, like I'd say, at least half of them ready, uh, yeah. at the time. And um, we just kind of said which one would hit the hardest, which one would sound the best live, and which one could like we give the best title to. And I think through doing that, like not only commercially but also sonically, it was probably our best option to release out of what we have. Now, the rest of the stuff is great when it comes to like impact and having impact off the off the bat that would have been our strongest one to go for I'd yeah say. i think it, it i think it showcases as well you know it's a good one to start off because i think in a way it is a little bit different from what bangers and brown sauce is but it is mm. something that we would play live so it's a, it's a good kind of showcase to be like listen obviously we still play hip-hop or whatever but here's a really rocking song as well you know yeah like on that like i think i think it's a really good because I, as as you say, like there are definitely elements that are like very similar to Bangers and Brown Sauce and also very different. And I think it's yeah. a really nice lead in, like just conceptually, when when we are in the position of like, oh, that first album came out, and we didn't really know what we were doing. So now that the second album is coming out, we know what we're doing. It's gonna sound very different. And I think coincidentally, Nintendo OA just works as a nice little like, okay, so intro. Like, we still know what the first album was, but we've kind of cultivated a little bit more and like. Yeah. nailed it down what we're trying to do a little bit more and that's kind of it's a good bridge between albums I think you know yeah. Yeah. also yeah, yeah, yeah. Can, there's another wave on the way yeah you know, yeah that's it's very, nice yeah, you're saying it, yeah definitely an introductory sort of like it's um fucking what's the sauce is coming on this album as well isn't it we yeah, played yeah, that album a few times it's got that sort of energy of it was written quite like soon after what's the sauce I think got that sort of cool synth synth line but yeah, it's still kind of, you know, what are we about in a song? Um, that sort of feeling throughout the whole song is like this is definitely our identity smashed all over it, stamped all over yeah. it. Yeah. 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 Um, now that you're performing live, do you often um now uh, gauge what songs to go with based on like audience reaction uh, compared to the first one where you know you weren't one hundred percent? I think that is the main kind of focus for us especially because there was even some stuff that we performed live off bangers and brown sauce and you just tell the crowd we're not getting behind it at all so yeah, like, yeah, yeah we are just not doing that anymore just for Kumbakarna that would be sick with the auto tuner now I'm just saying now yeah. is not the time I'm not doing it I'm not doing it <laughs> right anyway. but I think even with the new songs that are coming out I think us to be able to play them live, I think that's a massive factor. And I think even getting a good reception off Nintendo 08, mm-hmm. 
uh, before we released as a single had a part to play. We did, yeah, for sure. Yeah. I think it was the best feedback we got about a new song that we've ever performed live. Like a yeah, lot of yeah. people are kind of coming out and being like, oh, that new song's deadly. Yeah. And, like, the rest yeah. of the songs before that were absolutely woeful. But um, money messing. But yeah. I actually want to talk about the lyrics for Nintendo a little bit. So, uh, yeah, it's kind of like about the, uh, this is how I read it anyway, about the recession in 2008, the uh, global recession, and kind of like uh, uh, my read of it was like, you know, kind of like being a kid and sort of like being distracted by like uh, the Wii and stuff and, and playing with your sister. And then uh, yeah. as you grow older, you know, you kind of get like, you know, you become an adult and you kind of like, have to start paying attention to the economy, have to start paying attention to, um, mm-hmm. you know, um, rent prices and stuff like that. Uh, just stuff that's like completely not fun. Um, and like what my takeaway from the song was that you guys are saying like really nothing has changed since that recession. I mean, people are still, uh, you know, living paycheck to paycheck. Like people are still yeah. maybe struggling. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I was wondering like if you could talk about the lyrics a little bit. Um, yeah, so... First my verse... Yeah, yeah, we'll so, go with the first. Um, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, Mark, Mark, yeah, no, um, so Mark brought forward like this guitar riff, and you, you, I remember initially you wanted to make it real, like call and response kind of thing, didn't you? Yeah, I, uh, like, yeah. I it. it was like a really funky thing at the start, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then I was playing it and I was like oh, I have this idea for this and then everyone unanimously was like no, was like, no. <laughs> yeah. um, so I just I started writing and like I, I wrote the first verse and yeah pretty much exactly what you said you may as well have done a genius profile on the song for what you said there it was, it was very on point yeah. Um, yeah no I just kind of talked back a lot of my stuff when I write I, I like to write about kind of like past experiences and like yeah, memories nostalgia especially. Trip, like, yeah. yeah I'm, I'm very I'm big nostalgia merchant mm-hmm. and um, I was just kind of thinking about that I was like oh what would sound good and I was like I was like ah oh, the gap bit that while I play Nintendo with his sister and I just kind of I uh, I ran off that and then kind of brought it back to like okay how do you how do you get to this point at the end of the mm-hmm. of the verse and then and then I think we wrote the course next. I got the I got the lyrics for the course. Um, but I remember again, Mark was saying like, "Oh, we need something that hits." Where it's just kind of like it's just like a show, kind of like a rage against yeah. the machine kind of thing. And I was like, "Okay, say less." And then I wrote it's, that part. And it's... then Lenny had the great idea, pretty much, of being um like, "Oh, I'm gonna do it from like what it's like now, so that we have like yeah. the." They kind the both sides of it, you know what I mean? Yeah, you know, you know like, like how it hasn't changed. Yeah, it's like the way I see it is kind of like Kev's verse is like as if you're in 2008, kind of experiencing that as a child. Whereas then Lenny's verse is like what it's like now, mm-hmm. and it's you know they're both kind of talking about a similar situation, but they're they're both well, not even similar. It's the same situation, but it's almost what 10, 20 years later. Yeah. Like a history repeats itself. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I agree. Um. Yeah. I was just talking about, like, <laughs> about how how I felt now because it was uh, like Kevin said, his it, he loves talking about the um, past experiences. I like when I, whenever I'm rapping, uh, it's more fun for me to just talk about like the the feelings that are that are coming up now or whatever. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So. <laughs> Just talking about how like my experiences renting and living in Dublin and not having a lot of a lot of money to yeah. to, to throw around, you know, you're always yeah. having always having to save just for rent, pretty much, yeah. and just to just to keep this just to keep it going. You yeah, know what I mean? working just to save so you could have enough money to pay rent, you know. Yeah, and um. Just I I try to make it just a little bit more you know funny or like uh yeah yeah yeah, like, yeah. I didn't want it's... I didn't want to make it too heavy for the uh for the song because it was already like it's just it's just more of a upbeat kind of you just you more want to get people ener- energetic and mad than like sad you know yeah well, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't know, it's very it's like tongue in cheek you know this is my situation and just like internally screaming I'm suffering with this okay. you know yeah and i th- i think that was definitely the kind of the approach ev- everyone kind of had towards my verse at the end yeah 
where it was almost like uh it's getting the fucking I, I, I talk I talk a lot about like politics like, and so just in general life the lads are sick of it we don't need to get into it it's fine I know I'm a burden uh, <laughs> but uh it, it was kind of already supposed to be this idea because like I, I knew like obviously I you know I'd it was difficult for everyone but I come from like a very different set of circumstances kind of you know and I didn't really want to have this disingenuous like kind of trying to mimic what they were talking about so like even I remember chatting to Kevin Lenny about it and we kind of just landed on this idea of like almost delivering this like speech of like okay uh you know we've discussed the kind of emotions of it and the experiences of it but like I kind the of, facts I wanted to make an actual like direct be like we're Give me the megaphone. Wrong, but also like I'm actually going to be serious for a second this is this is what I see as the issues and this is what I see as like the kind of like method like you know the mentality behind that um which kind of I feel like is quite nice in terms of like a balance between yeah. the three verses three verses are really fun and then yeah just angry political jargon <laughs> Yeah. Ranting. It's sort of fucking the, the representative from Dublin has the floor. Yeah. Just lucky Deputy Stag wasn't there. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. We're like, as well for the, the riff. Um, Mark, you had the, the the riff. And then Neil, you had a really, really nice synth riff to go along with it. Well, it was actually um, copying synth. what Mark had. It was just a sound that I had on the synth. Um, yeah. Then, like, uh, we'd been because we were writing a lot of music at the time, um, from like a just a drummer's perspective. I'd found Kevy had started to speed up his bars a bit and was getting, and I, my natural inclination was to start going along with him and catch all the 16s. But it's actually one of the first songs where gotten everybody to slow down. Neil is right there in the pocket, bass together, and if you can listen to the hi-hats, they're just going as much as they need to just really slow, funky and get that sort of gravelly sound going before the, yeah. the fucking smashes. Um, yeah. So like we try to real keep, keep it really swampy and let Kev's lyrics and let Lenny's uh, bars, the, the whole lot of them. Yeah, yeah I think you're down there. Um, sort of cut, like make all the speed happen and, and that's where the speed and, and the running effect sort of takes place. Whereas everything's just sitting underneath going really slow. It's brilliant. Really fun song. Like give it a lot of space. Fun song to play. Yeah. Actually, Sam, I had a question for you there. Uh, just kind of based on what you're saying. Do you find like uh, as a drummer for this project, I mean, obviously we're just so much stuff going on. Do you find that you try and uh, uh, replicate little elements of uh, what each person's doing or do you try and uh, uh, stick to the kind of like general rhythm of like uh, bass and drums as a rhythm section? Um. Yeah, like, so this is definitely something. When I first came in, I was just learning the fucking songs um, and playing four on the floor, same beat as yeah. as any any good good little drummer should do. Um, but... <laughs> Lads started to, like just it was my first time doing stuff with hip hop and rap, and uh, I'd sort of noticed where they'd put the emphasis in the, the second syllable of a three syllable word and things stupid like that. Um, and both Kev and Lenny do really, really interesting things rhythmically with their bars. And so I started just naturally sort of picking up maybe a little bit of a hi hat snare or little, little fizz, um, or cowbells. Great, great fun to have. Um, just just trying to to complement the rhythm as much as I can. And that just that just started happening with a bunch of practice with the guys. Like it wouldn't um yeah, it wouldn't sort of have I wouldn't have been able to do that if they weren't having fun already rhythmically. Definitely feed off yeah. feed off the bars as much. Um now Mark, the beautiful bassist Mark, is always in the pocket as well. Um and it's such a nice rhythm section to have because I don't ever actually have to worry about them. Um, I can, I can, like he, I know he's there, and I can then play around with what the guys are doing with their bars, um, and then we go into a nice big Mark Reese chorus, and I can just do the Ringo thing and keep it really simple back in choruses because need to get people to sing along. Do you find that um, then doing kind of like um, um, this band has kind of like uh, improved your skills as a drummer, or is it just a different way of, of thinking about what you already knew? 
uh, I've been a part of bands in the past where I just start wrecking my own head about not being on time or not being like not to the practice, not being on the fucking one um, or just really worrying about getting my fill super tight and getting me chops and my rudiments. But like as soon as I joined these lads, as I said earlier on about the sort of pop punk thing, like at the end of the day, as long as we're all on, all on stage having a good time, um, that that's where the best music comes out for me anyway. Like I can't be sat there worrying and fucking anxious about any of the, the songs just to sit in the song and be happy. Um, from that regard, I've definitely improved as a drummer because it's just like to be comfortable in a band and kind of having that headspace to be able to play what I want to play uh, the, the next bar that I can hear. Um, just that just means everything to me. So yeah, absolutely. And and as someone who has watched Sam play drums for like five years, uh, he's ten now, bud. Nearly. <laughs> he's always had a great technical proficiency, and he's always been able to like, in a technique sense, out drum any drummer I've ever met. But uh, in the way that like, I, as you say, Sam, that you're just ri- your rhythm playing in terms of like the f- the fun things you can do and like falling on the upbeat and all that kind of stuff has like. Just to be nice to Sam for a second, it's come <laughs> leaps and bounds. I love leaps and bounds. Yeah, um, for sure. Sorry, one other thing I wanted to ask you, uh, uh, Kevin Neal and uh, Lenny, is uh, you were talking about the the lyrical content of of the song, and I was wondering, like, when you, when you're kind of making sort of like, because uh, uh, actually, I think like just in general, even like from the first album, I mean, I think like your your music really does kind of represent. Uh, just kind of modern living in Dublin in a lot of ways. Um, when you're kind of just like uh, making, I guess, kind of like um, uh, sort of politically charged kind of music like that and, or lyrics like that and, and kind of like very socially conscious kind of lyrics like that. I mean, like, um, I, I guess, like, what's what's sort of the aim of of, um, of what you're doing? Is it um, to kind of influence change? Is it just to give uh, relatable stories to people? Or do you even think about it in, in that kind of terms? I think... In fairness, um, I, 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 Kevin and Lenny, I don't think are, are, are less necessarily being like. I wouldn't say I'm politically charged yeah. in any way. No. But um, yeah, like you said, like having something to relate to. You yeah, know? it's the relatability. That's that's what we are like. But there, you know? like, there is a political statement to it, though, isn't it? I mean, like yeah, even talking no, about like. To be fair, like we're we're very pro everyone having a house and being able to have like affordable living. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Of course. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Like it's just more of a sharing our yeah. experiences and being like, don't you feel the same? You know, and I, 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 that's even inherent in the way that it's written with like Lenny's and Kev's verse being very narrative. You know what I mean? Like yeah. they, they tell a story and even like like Lenny's like answering re- these rhetorical questions and like positing yeah. kind of this idea, and Kev's telling this kind of like visual story about the lived experience of it. like I think that encapsulates it quite well where it's like it's a political statement because politically it permeates every element of your life so yeah, if you're just it. you can't help but make a political statement yeah uh, in, in in a sort of that kind of sense um and then obviously it's there's a much more kind of uh direct political statement in in my verse that's kind of draw it's just drawing from the concepts that have been put forward by the narrative already there and being like Okay, we've given you this story. Every story has is politically charged in one way or another, intentionally or not. And mm-hmm. it was kind of a way of just being like, big text. This is what we're saying. <laughs> you know. <laughs> but then what is it? Is is the intent then just for uh, reliability then? Yeah. So for me anyway, I would say like it's kind of just yeah, what you said with relatability. Like me and Lenny, whenever we rode together, it was only it was always kind of worrying about like what we're actually going through. And if people can relate to that, that's great. But we never went out with this mindset of like, let's let's go and write this piece so that it can prick people's ears up and they can be like, Oh, yeah. this is going on. That was never really the goal. This we just saw this as kind of a therapeutic thing for ourselves, I think, rather than yeah. it being this politically charged kind of message. And that's how it's always been with us writing. You know, if if someone can take something from that all the and use it for the better, that's great. You know, but uh, I don't think it was originally seen as a as coming from a place of let's make a statement here and let's change something. Yeah, because there and there are definitely you know there there are groups out there who are doing that and much more equipped to do that and like do it do it in a much more nuanced way. And I don't think we would ever try to occupy that space. No, yeah, we're we're not intelligent enough to do that. You know, like 
obviously as, <laughs> as individuals we have beliefs you know what i mean like it's yeah, not like we're kind of we don't we don't want to present ourselves as people as like totally like amoral or whatever but um as a band we are really and this was something that was difficult for me to accept for a long time in terms yeah. of like i would try to push a kind of political stance because that's very much so kind of the person i am but mm-hmm. i remember even like kev would explain to me like that's you and that's great and that's 100 push it go all yeah. the way with it. but the band is is about kind of creating an enjoyable relaxed environment for people and there's so much political charged stuff rightfully so at the minute and like there's just constantly so much screaming and shouting that like it is actually kind of a relief to find somewhere that's not about that and we're like yeah we we might be look as i say politics will permeate everyone's lives all the time Fact. And if we touch on that we touch on it but it, we're not you know we don't want it we don't want anyone coming away from a gig saying wow i really learned something or now i'm really thinking we want yeah to- you know yeah <laughs> I feel great about myself. I had a good dance. I had a good thing. They had a good, you know what I mean? Had fun. That's that's the prime directive, and anything that comes like from that, like Kev said, anything that people can take from it is great. But it's not. And that that goes all the way back to what I said as well. Of just like we all want to get on stage and have fucking fun. Like there's no point in in getting worried about fucking missing a line on your verse or fucking, you know, missing the cue. Exactly. We just, yeah. uh, if everyone's having the crack and everybody on, like in the, in the, the, the audience is the name uh, is having the crack as well. That's, that's where we have the most fun. Like, yeah. That's the goal. Like, yeah. you know, 100%. but I think the audience really, I suppose, because I've heard it from the, again, feedback from people going to the gigs. The main thing is that people would say to us is like, I'm having a good time because you are having a good time up there. Yeah. Like it yeah, kind yeah, of yeah. resonates from the stage, I think, to the audience as well. Because you can't kind of, you can't fake it. No. Yeah. If we got too bogged down with trying to put something out there, even if we really stood behind it, I think it would just take away from Yeah. The like we, we want to be very just uh, catharsis, you know, release of energy. Yeah. Boom, you know? Yeah. Yeah. But I think even with like Nintendo 08 and stuff like that, it's like, even though it is like a political statement in some way, talking about the recession and stuff like that, we're still having fun with it. Like mm-hmm. with Lenny's verse, he's like uh, trying to pay the rent without a rumble in me tummy. And we obviously yeah. put some emphasis on that. Like, you know, it, it's, it's we're, we're having fun with it. Like, you know, so I think it's kind of like, it, it's a, like with that, you know, in a political sort of, world it's like we're in it we're all in a shit situation but we're kind of having fun with each other because we're all in the same situation you know yeah it's the relatability like for sure that was um, five minute answer to that question yeah. sorry <laughs> <laughs> no that's grand so uh, i want to talk then about a uh, new album uh, that's coming out so um yeah uh, do you have a title or, or and when can like people generally kind of expect it the title will be Mustard Melodies. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Mustard Melodies. We're hitting all the sauce. Um, yeah, we have to get all the sauce titles out first. Yeah, <laughs> that's it, yeah. <laughs> and then in terms of release, being as vague as possible, because... I'd say mid-March. We're hoping for mid-March. Yeah, we're, ho- we're hoping... Soon enough. Before summer, but after February. Quarter one, yes. quarter one. <laughs> quarter one. There's yeah. a two month period there that you can kind of. Yeah, you know, you can figure it out. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it'll be the clues are there. It's a, uh, it's largely finished. Like, like most, of, most of the parts are done. It's um, written, you know. Reese is, Reese and Lenny are working away, producing like mad, mad hats. The, pretty, almost pretty much the last bits, and then yeah, yeah. Once, after today, and then it's just vocals, right? Yeah, it's yeah. Just, so I, is, I had the most. Reese is the powerhouse behind the uh, mixing desk. So once, songs. once it's in his hands, we'll be able to absolutely belt it out. So yeah, yeah, mid to late March. Yeah, and um, like yeah, as you were kind of like mentioned earlier, like um, um, you know, th- this has more of a kind of like a sort of a, a band, kind of like a, a true band setting. I mean, how do you think um, f- from your perspective, uh, uh, Reese, in terms of like mixing this one like how, how do you find it differs from uh, the previous one um i think with the previous one it was kind of more so for me mixing it and stuff like that obviously i you know wanted it to sound good but 
like that I, uh, because we didn't necessarily have a real yeah we didn't have a real aim with the previous album so it was kind of just a matter of like you know let's lift up the volume maybe eq a bit of compression and just kind of shove everything together whereas with this one because we're a band now it's like oh i kind of have to make sure that everything's you know properly recorded and you know everything's to the best that it could be you know right and like there's a lot more rather than just you know let's say going up to the microphone and just singing your your verse once it's like no do it a couple of times and you know we'll edit it and make sure that it's it's the best version that it can be and so with this one i i, I like for mustard melodies it's like now it's rather than just recording the song and like here's here's a good song it's like no here's the best version of that song now you know yeah um yeah that's what i find like now because like uh you know everyone has their piece uh uh from your perspective i mean you have to kind of make sure everything kind of breathes obviously you know for, yeah. for music but generally kind of giving people uh, a bit of a uh, a spotlight each or or you know it's not even something that's in consideration yeah well i mean it, it it kind of comes down to the song and like i think just trying to match i think how we perform it when we're, we're when we're rehearsing and stuff like that it, it like just trying to recapture that as a recording you know so it's like it definitely take like you definitely take into consideration you know um like who's playing here and who's more important for the song here you know it's like okay they're obviously going to be louder um and then you know even for like myself like with nintendo away um like when the guitar comes in halfway through the verse like it's it's not too important so and even for my own like that's me playing and i'm still like I'm not as important as say Mark and Neil there where they're real tight. They're, they're the main part, you know, I'm just mm -hmm. kind of being a bit of filler. So like they, it, you are kind of mixing for everyone to have their piece and how loud they need to be, but how important they are to be heard as well. And, and like that, like if, if Neil's kind of shredding on the keys or anything like that, it's like, right, well, he's up front, loud, loud and proud, like, you know, I don't know if that that's, answers that. <laughs> no, it does, yeah. Um, yeah, uh, that's perfect. So um, I guess like the final thing I'll just ask you all is uh, uh, what do you have planned for 2024 after the album comes out? Is it more gigging or more writing or or what's what's the plan? Gigging. Gigging. Back to the gigs. Like I, I really think, and I think everyone would agree with this, like, I think we are at our best when we're regular gigging, regularly gigging. Even like... For sure. You know, and I say at our best as a band, I just individually, I think all of us are, you know, creative people tend to be nightmares. You know what I mean? <laughs> so uh, it keeps us all very well occupied to keep gigging and like do all that kind of stuff. And that always results then in just better experiences, better gigs, better music. Um, so I think, yeah, we want to see a lot more gigs in 2024. We want to yeah. see more kind of, um, you know, working with a lot of new people, all that kind of stuff. So keep your eyes peeled. Maybe Coupla Festivals, if we get lucky. If we get lucky. Yeah. But we, we, if you have we'll, any friends. Yeah, we'll. From <laughs> Sauscan Collective. Yeah, if, if anyone has any... Yeah, how about this band called Sauscan? Any holidays this summer, so... Yeah. If, if, any, if anyone wants to share some nepotism with us, that would be... Fun. <laughs> it, it's hard out here, you know? There's a couple of things in the pipeline, but, you know, you can never have enough in the pipeline. Yeah. yeah, and that's and I think that's that's something that Sam really beat into us was a gig is a gig is a gig is a gig is. Ah, uh, yeah, we've had we've had some gigs, we've had some gigs and some gigs, um, but yeah, a gig is a gig is a gig is a gig. I think it's a Scott Pilgrim line, um, but like it is very important. There's been a couple where uh, the one I wasn't there, another one someone else, um, and like other times we've had really bad sound or whatever. But we get you know a couple of followers off that and a couple more people listening to our music from the gig. Um, just like we're we're totally about just spreading um the 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 whole positivity of sauce gang um yeah, and just yeah. as many gigs as we can get because it's it's definitely a definitely a, a, a bonus and it's also in the band not to have a focus on like social media and being that kind of band it's fun to just be like a gigging band at the minute it's like yeah, you know, yeah. it might not be as lucrative but we enjoy it yeah. <laughs> I'd say the priority for now is to actually like to be fair. Is just getting this album done and then making it the sound 
like to send the best it can be. As many people listen to it as possible. Yeah, what once the yeah. album we can finally breathe as much it. money as possible. <laughs> uh, give me your ears. Perfect. I just had uh, one last thing. I'm sorry, I'm gonna annoy you, but uh, yeah, fine. just like we're talking about, like you know, uh, all the you know the band members not everything you were kind of mentioned there sam kind of like sometimes people can't turn up for certain shows and stuff like that i mean obviously everyone's so like integral to um uh kind of the sound i mean like do you find that you could do a gig if like a member was missing or is it too never again agreed they agreed never to do it again which is fair enough i i did a double booking and ended up having to work for the dashy gig and it was a it was sort of an unplugged sound anyway um but Christ, I've heard nothing but bad things. The lads were so fucking depressed after. It was so bad that Dashi shut down. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> and like, I think... Those gang shut down, Dashi! Yeah. Even though there's six of us, you'd think, oh, you might not notice all that much if someone like steps out or something. Like even just like, from a moral point of view, I remember everyone after that gig being like, we should never do that again. Like we stopped yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's something that we want to share together and it's something that isn't the same if it's not all of us. Yeah, you know, literally it's like... It, I don't think it, there's any point doing it if it's not yeah. all of us. Yeah, yeah you know, it's, like not, it's, not, it's not Sauce Gang without the gang, like, you know? Yeah. You need yeah. everyone there. <laughs> that's a perfect quote to go out on. Um, yeah, so. is there anything yeah. you guys like yeah. that before wrap up or? Uh, stream Nintendo 08. Yeah. Follow us on Instagram. Uh, yeah. At Sauce Gang Collective. Um, spread yeah. good vibes and positivity. Yeah. Yeah. Free Palestine. Free yeah. Palestine. <laughs> no politics. <laughs> yeah, sorry. Oh, yeah, sorry. No politics. No politics. <laughs> be free. Just yeah. Be, free. Yeah, be, yeah. be cool. <laughs> That's political. All right. Thanks very much for your time, everyone. Go on. Sauce Gang Political. Thanks. <laughs> Sauce Gang radicalized me. Thanks very Energy. much. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Aaron. Enjoy enjoy filtering through all of that shit. Jesus. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> a lot of waffle there. You know, you, you might get a, one or two good lines. <laughs> all right. Thanks, Take care, lads. God bless. Right. Adios. God bless. Sauce right. bless. Love. <laughs> Thank you for listening to that episode of postburnout.com interviews. If you liked it, please subscribe and stick around because we have plenty more like this coming soon.